This is Christian Book Blurb, brought to you by author and songwriter Matt McClary. Get a behind-the-scenes glimpse into the lives of some of your favourite Christian authors, hear about their books and faith. Also, why not check out my website, mattmcclary.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Christian Book Blurb podcast, where we like to encourage you in your discipleship one book at a time, as we meet some amazing Christian authors and learn about their books, their lives and their faith. I am your host, Matt McClary. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's great to have you on board. And on today's show, I'm going to be talking about an Advent journey for the whole family with the author, Rachel Yarworth. Hello, Rachel, and welcome to the show. Hi, Matt. Thanks very much for having me. It's really good to have you here. Um, This is the month of November, and what I like to do in November is the two podcasts that I have coming out. I like to um, look at Advent devotionals um, or sort of Advent-themed books that listeners might learn about um, in November because they still have a little bit of time to rush out and buy them um, just in time for Advent to begin. So that's what we do today. Um, If you're listening to this and you haven't listened to the previous episode, um, in that one I was speaking with Amy Orr Ewing about her new Advent book, Mary's Voice. And now today I'm speaking with Rachel Yarworth about her book that she's been involved in bringing together, um, which is called um, the Jesse Tree Anthology. We'll be getting on to that in a little while. But before we do, um, I just wanted to ask you, Rachel, I'm a dad with three kids, and I wanted to ask you about the idea of how we could celebrate Advent and journey towards the Christmas season together as a family. What what might this look like for us? It's a good question. Um, as a mum with three kids, <laughs> I think it I think it works best when uh, every family finds what works for them. Really, for my family, uh, we found we carved out a little bit of time to get together when they were little. When my boys were little, it used to be at snuggly bedtimes. Uh, now that they're older, the best time is usually just after tea when my husband's home from work, and then we just take that time while we're all sat together take it in turns to read a short Bible passage together, chat about it, quickly pray. And it doesn't have to be long because, you know, everyone's busy, everyone's got things to be doing, but just those small moments all really add up and um, help to keep us focused on the deeper meaning behind what can otherwise be a really crazy season. Mm, mm. It really can get a bit manic. Why is it important um, to include children in things like Um, devotional times or sort of in the lead up to advent you know why do as a family isn't isn't it just like a personal thing between us and god i think um certainly for our family it's all about discipleship i think that always begins in the home and it's like the bible says uh, in deuteronomy 11 um, where it says about teaching god's words to your children And it says, talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road, when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. And then a couple of verses later, we see that it's so that we and our children may flourish. So when God's word is a natural and a central part of our everyday lives, rather than just kind of sidelining it to Sunday school, you know, once a week, our children grow up with it established in them and then they flourish. And, you know, that's all of our desire for our kids, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to say, is it... Is it the church's job 
to disciple your kids or, or is it yours? What's your take on that? It's got to be parents first and foremost, all through, you know, the Bible. It's, it's very clear. It's, I mean, absolutely, the church has a really important part to play. It really helps our kids not get just getting the message at home that, you know, they're hearing it from others too, but it has to start in the home. Mm. And I suppose when children see mum and dad um, living out their faith, um, that then has a positive impact on them as well. And it, it kind of, you know, the, the cycle continues rather than, you know, you go over there and you learn this yeah. and, and that's the end of it. It's if they see it embedded and worked out in the life of, of the parent, um, it'll really help them and their journey as well absolutely so you have compiled um, an anthology called the jesse tree anthology please can you explain to our listeners what is an anthology yeah well very simply it's it's just a collection of multiple pieces of writing that have all been written by different authors and collected together usually on the same theme which in our case is advent and um, have you done anything like this before? No, <laughs> categorically <laughs> not. It was a it was a new venture for me. And so, um, what was your role in this new venture? Um, well, I was the one that God kind of gave the ideas to the idea of the anthology and the idea of the subject, um, and then I put a message out there and uh, to see who would be interested. And lots of people were interested. It was amazing. And so then it was my responsibility to kind of commission all the writing, you know, coordinate everyone, what chapters they were doing, what they were writing. And then when they sent their submissions in, I got to edit them, which was a bit scary just because I felt the responsibility of it. Um, And then tie them all together. So there were lots and lots of different voices, which I love. I love the um, variety that we've got, but then tying them all together. So there was like a continuous thread going holding it together uh so yeah and i also wrote some of the questions people think about in prayers to pray and did the illustrations which was even more new to me than anything else so yeah it was it there was quite a lot of work but i didn't have to do a lot of writing so so when when you when you say illustrations is this like a, a children's book where you know you've got like illustrations um in the book like the gruffalo for example or or how how do the illustrations work in this context so yeah i'm definitely not a good enough artist to do anything like the gruffalo they're very simple illustrations um because like the vision that i had for it was to have simple pictures that could be used children or adults who enjoy it um to color them in almost like as a kind of meditative practice you know as you take the time to color in it just gives your brain space to think about what you've been reading and then the way we've done it is that the illustrations can either be cut out of the book or they can be downloaded from my website if people would rather not um deface their book and uh, and then hung on a little tree as decorations so yeah it's all part of that okay which ties in with the whole jesse tree um idea which we'll come to in just a minute but we've been talking about gathering authors together um so how how many entries has this advent book got in so there are 25 chapters one for every day through december up until and including christmas day 
Does that mean 25 authors? Yes. Yeah. 25 chapters, each with a different... Well, each chapter has a contribution from a different author. Okay. And can you tell us who some of these authors are that, that you have worked yeah. on this project? Yeah. I mean, there's probably too many to list now, but... So we have a wide range of authors. Um, so we've got, like, from Christian fiction writers like uh, Ruth Lee and Joy Margetts. And then we've got devotional writers like Emily Owen... Um, inspirational teachers like Anne Calver and we've got some children's authors such as Joy V so lots I mean there's lots and lots and they're all brilliant writers too many to mention but those are the kind of people that we've got uh, taking mm. part yeah it sounds really really interesting coming back to Jesse Tree so the Jesse Tree anthology so if mm -hmm. I went along to my local garden center um, and I asked them for a Jesse Tree I don't think they'd be able to find one for me. So what is it? Um, and how does the story fit well into the Advent season? Okay, so yeah, the Jesse tree isn't a literal tree. It's more like a family tree. Um, it's essentially an ancient tradition that's based on the verses from Isaiah that talk about the stump of Jesse, who was the father of King David and all his descendants who reigned in Israel. And um, as I talked about how a new branch would grow from that stump, so it's clearly like a kind of family tree picture, and that the new branch from that stump will be a new king to bring justice and rule all the nations. So now we know that that king is talking about Jesus, um, and the Jesse tree is like an artistic representation of Jesus's family tree that traces back some of his key ancestors and forerunners not just as far as David and Jesse but actually it goes all the way back to creation and it fits for me it fits so beautifully as an advent tradition because like the advent season represents the period of waiting in anticipation for Christmas and I think for me the Jesse tree shows how all the history of the Old Testament right from the beginning was actually gearing up for the appearance of Jesus to reveal the purpose of it all so it's finding finding places in the Old Testament that kind of point forward yeah. to Jesus. So um, how does this um, then fit well into sort of an Advent rhythm or like an Advent preparation? I think it's it re it really reflects that waiting and that anticipation. So you know every day that you're reading, the, the stories do go in kind of chronological order through the Bible. Um, it starts with an explanation of the Jesse tree, but then goes right back to the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, and so every step is like it gets you that bit closer to, in Advent, it's a day closer to Christmas. And in the chronology of the Bible, it's a step closer to the Christ being revealed. So, mm. yeah, I think it's a good reflection, a nice rhythm to do every day, building up mm. to that revelation. And what, what makes your anthology um, stand out? from the others because i know there's lots of other jesse tree books and things out there um how how is the jesse tree anthology different to those i think there are two main ways um firstly my family and i have used uh, many of these jesse tree resources over the years and loved them there are some brilliant ones out there but i have looked for a long time and i was never able to find one that specifically focused on how each story pointed to Jesus they told lots of the old stories which are lovely and we love them but they never really focused on this is you know Jesus is foreshadowed in this 
um, which is really what I wanted to, what I'm passionate about. So that was my main focus in releasing the book in the first place. And then the second thing, to the best of my knowledge, it's the only anthology that I know about for, you know, on the subject. And I felt it was really important while we're telling all these different stories of the different ancient friends of God, that we're telling those stories using the voices of a variety of modern day friends of God. It just felt like it brought a real richness to it that wouldn't have been there if it had just been my voice. Mm-hmm. And um, all the different contributions you've um, woven skillfully together. Um, was there one in particular that, that might have stood out or, or, or sort of touched you in some way as you were preparing them? That is honestly like asking a mum to choose her favourite baby. <laughs> I mean, I, I, but yeah, all of them genuinely touched me in different ways. I'm happy to share. Um, I could read to you if you like from a yeah, chapter. Yeah, I'd like I'd like you to share a, a bit of one of the chapters for us, just so we get a flavour um, of of it, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, sure. I'll read to you from chapter thirteen because it's about one of my favourite characters from the Bible. Um, And this one was written by Leslie Crawford. She says, Rahab seems like an unlikely example of faith. She was an outsider, not one of God's people. She'd had a difficult life and hadn't always walked a good way. She was probably looked down on by others. But Rahab had heard of God and what he could do, and she believed. She knew that God was giving the Israelites the land, and she knew that if he was the real God, it made sense to be on his side. So she took action and made a deal with the spies. It was a wise decision. And because of Rahab's faith, she was saved when Jericho was conquered. She was rescued, not because she did good deeds, but because of her trust in God. I think I'll leave it there, leave you wanting more. <laughs> yeah, great. So who who is the target audience of the, of the book? Who do you hope? will use the resource i want the resource to be as accessible as possible to as many people as possible so certainly at the back of my mind i had families um like my own family in mind because it's something that we have enjoyed as a family and i know many other families do but i also really wanted it to be available to individuals um maybe study groups if they wanted to i I deliberately kept the language um, jargon free wherever possible and accessible just to children or maybe new Christians who haven't been exposed to much church type language before. So yeah, very wide. I know current wisdom is to have a very clear narrow target audience. I I don't tend to write like that. I want anyone to be able to pick it up and read it. And, and, and having had a look at it, there are other ways sort of more interactive ways that you you suggest that people can engage with the thought or the content so there's the the short little sort of reflective bit of writing that tells some mm-hmm. of the story and points people to Jesus you've already mentioned um there's like um some coloring in that you can do or you can cut that out and hang it on a little tree as you as you go through the advent season if Mm -hmm. you want to do that um what what else is there in there that that helps people to engage with the content um so we've got obviously we've got the bible passage and then the reflection from the different authors and then i think one of the things that christians can struggle with sometimes is when the bible feels a bit dry 
or God feels a bit far removed. And for me, one of the things that has helped me to engage and to break that pattern is having questions and prompts to make you think about how actually is this passage relevant for me? So I'm not just re reading about somebody else's story, but looking at how it might uh, relate to me and my struggles today. So we've got some questions that people might like to think about or might like to discuss in their families or study groups. And then we've got some prayer prompts. And again, people can use those how they like. They can read them verbatim if they want to, or they can just take them as like a framework and just to inspire their own prayers in a fresh way. Mm. So it's it's very much not everyone will, will have time to engage with all the supplementary activities. But I hope that those who are able to take a little bit of time will find that it helps them to engage more deeply and then they meet God in it, really. Mm, mm. And are you hoping to use this with your family this Advent? Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> We've already got the decorations coloured out and printed off. <laughs> oh, good, good. Well done. Forward thinking. Although I suppose yeah. they're, they're lucky to get a head start because you've you've put the resource together. But yeah, oh, that's really that's really good. So how do you hope this whole book you've got, the Jesse Tree Anthology, how do you hope that will encourage people to grow in their discipleship? What what might it do for them? I think uh, probably two ways. I'm hoping that it will help people to rediscover the old testament maybe because i know certainly for myself when i was a young christian i used to struggle a bit with the old testament and think well that god seems quite grumpy and the god of the new testament seems a bit more approachable with jesus um but it after a while you know after i've been christian for a while and the more i read the bible the more i came to see jesus is in the old testament he's just not as obvious so yeah, I would really like to think that it would help people to discover a fresh appetite for the Old Testament and see where else they can find Jesus in the stories. Um, and then secondly, I guess just that people will grow closer to him while they're reading it as they you know, set aside that time every day to just look at the Bible, that they will experience his presence more closely with them. Mm, and I, I suppose sort of, coming back to what you said a bit earlier um the whole sort of point of advent this sort of longing this waiting this looking forward to to yes to to celebrating christmas the birth of jesus um but also igniting that passion or that desire for his coming again that 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 second coming of Absolutely. him and how the old testament points to to jesus coming um in the nativity at christmas time um but then also you know maybe we could start looking um towards that 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 future that second coming of jesus as well as we prepare our hearts in advent yeah very much so we'll be back in a few minutes where we'll be chatting a bit more with Rachel Yarmouth about her book, um, the Jesse Tree Anthology, and we'll also be finding out a little bit about her life and her faith as well. So do join us after these. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, you can help keep it on the web. All you've got to do is buy me a coffee. Head over to buymeacoffee.com slash to make a donation. 
there is a link in this episode's show notes. So go on, buy me a coffee today and help this podcast to keep supporting Christian books and authors. Hello, welcome back to the Christian Book Blurb. I am chatting with the author Rachel Yarworth about her book, The Jesse Tree anthology it's a brand new book just out in time for this year's advent so do go and grab yourself a copy just before the break we were chatting quite a lot about the book um but rachel one thing we like to do on the show is to get to know our authors a little bit better um to kind of peel back the pages and find out who is behind the writing of these amazing books um, I know there's loads of authors involved but you've been the the sort of one that's drawn it all together um, so I'd like to find out about you and your life, if that's okay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> um, so we've already briefly mentioned your family. Um, mm-hmm. would you like to tell us anything more about them? Uh, oh gosh, plenty more. Well, my three, I've got three boys. Uh, I've also got, uh, two babies in heaven who I experienced miscarriage with. Um, but my my children are miracles. We were told we couldn't have any, uh, and God said that He would give us children. So all of that story is really written in my first book. A sneaky plug in for a second book there, um, Friend of God. That's a, a real um, testimony about our journey through barrenness, um, and then the children coming along on the miscarriages and so on. So yes, they're they're. I would say they're my life. They're not. Jesus is my life. But after him, everything focuses around them. I'm I'm so blessed. And I, the younger two are home educated. The older one is aged out now. Um, so, yeah, that that's my primary call. Really, I'd spend most of my time home educating, especially my 15 year old who's um, doing studying for GCSEs. And then cool. I have to fit my writing around that. I was going to say, does that leave time for anything else, like <laughs> sort of personal time or, or time for a hobby or anything like that? I would say at the moment, writing is my main hobby. I do. If I'm not um, home educating or writing, because both of those are very much kind of stuck in the house activities. Certainly now GCSEs are on the horizon. We have to do a lot of at home study. So I do like when I get a chance, I like to get out and go for walks in um, the countryside and take my dog and my camera and <laughs> just, just get out there and breathe so that that's probably you know if I need some me time if I need to take care of my mental health or something then that's what I would probably do but yeah, I was gonna say yeah. where where's your favorite place to go now it could be um just you on your own or it might be like a family holiday spot or something like that where in the world would you say is your favorite place to go that's a really good question. I've got lots. We like Cornwall. We like holidays in Cornwall. We like Wales. We don't tend to go abroad, um, largely ever since, bless him, my third child was born. And then just the thought of going on a flight with more children than adults. Just... And the number of bags that you've got to take. Oh, yeah. goodness. And obviously yeah. the cost and all that. But I think, yeah. you know, we live in such a beautiful country and we still haven't seen it all. We've been holidaying in this country for 15 years and there's still a lot that i want to see so and when yeah. you say this when you say this country yeah which oh, country is that in england <laughs> yep. in case you have international <laughs> <Yes>. listeners <laughs> and just now when you mentioned wales you were talking about the country wales and not yes. the sea creature 
Yeah, well, although we do love our wildlife. We've been on a few boat trips ah. out to sea. Haven't seen a whale yet, but we have seen I was going to say, have you seen a whale? Dolphins? Not oh, yet. Nice. Did they swim along the side of the, the boat and all that, the dolphins? The ones that we've seen so far have been quite elusive. They've just kind of popped up over the waves and oh, peeked at okay. us. But, yeah, nothing oh, nothing okay. more yet. <laughs> good, good. And any favourite things to eat? Any favourite um, foods? Really not much of a foodie. No. Sadly, I'm not. <laughs> Tea or I, coffee? Tea. Or no no hot drinks at all. I didn't used to drink any at all actually until I was pregnant with my youngest. Um because I just didn't like tea or coffee. Um I used to drink hot chocolate, but when I was pregnant with my youngest it made me feel quite sick, so I decided I needed some kind of hot drink, so I started drinking mm. tea then and it's grown on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh great. And speaking of Advent, have have your family... I know you've mentioned reading sort of other Jesse Tree books and things, mm-hmm. but have, have you and your family got any um, special Advent traditions um, or sort of getting ready for Christmas type things that you try to do every year because, you know, they're a bit special to you? I think the, the Jesse Tree is certainly the main one throughout the duration of Advent. Um, the main tradition that we have that we all love is actually on Christmas Eve um I had my first miscarriage I actually experienced on Christmas Eve um so that was quite a traumatic time and then the my second miscarriage the baby would have been due to be born on Christmas Eve and so it became really important to me for my mental health to just uh, keep that day as a quiet family day so we just made a blanket rule that we don't take on any commitments on Christmas Eve we just keep the day for us as a family we go on an afternoon walk eat pizza and then the, in the evening the boys open a Christmas Eve box and we watch um, a retelling of the nativity story and that's our way of really remembering you know Jesus our Emmanuel God with with us so what mm. came out of heartbreak and a very painful season has actually become the most treasured part all of us as a family think that christmas eve is our favorite favorite part of the season so it doesn't matter what else happens over christmas we can have the rest of the season can be absolutely crazy because we've got that time and it's just like a lovely mix of celebrating us as a family but us as a family wrapped in jesus's arms Mm, mm, that's really special thank you for sharing that with us this might be a crazy question because I know that as we're speaking now, you're in the throes of launching this brand new book, the Jesse Tree Anthology. And I know how crazy life can get um, trying to launch a book and get it out there. But here I must, I'll ask it anyway. Um, have you got anything else coming up soon? <laughs> Are you working on another book? Uh, I actually am. I think... Um... I'm, I'm just as interested as you are. I've got three projects really on my heart at the moment. Um, so I'm kind of working on all of them a bit and waiting to see which one emerges, which one comes to the front. I think at the moment I'm, I'm wanting to do a follow up to Friend of God. But whereas Friend of God was uh, really memoir and my story and my experience of my relationship with God, it's kind of born out of the questions that readers asked about you know how can I develop a friendship with God and 
how do I get to hear his voice like I talk about in the book and you know is it even biblical and just really kind of go into those kind of more practical things so I think at the moment that's the one that I think will be coming next but don't hold me to it Mm, oh that sounds interesting um and just before we um finish off today where can people find you are you on social media have you got a website and also where can people buy your books i do have a website thank you for asking um it's rachelyarworthwriter.uk and my books are on there you can buy my books there i'm i am also on facebook and instagram both of those as rachel yarworth writer and those are the best places really to keep up with me my writing my books I'm also on Goodreads, uh, but I have to confess I'm not very good at updating that. Great. What we'll do for the benefit of our listeners is we'll put a link in this episode's show notes to Rachel's website. So you can click on that and it should take you straight through to all things Rachel Yarworth if you (laughs) want to, to go there. Well, Rachel, it's been great chatting with you. Um, I hope that you have a great Advent season with your family. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. And thank you as well, the listener, for listening to this episode of The Christian Book Blurb. As you've heard in the last two episodes, Advent is coming up really soon. So I'm going to save the save the wishing you a Merry Christmas, not for, not for this episode. You're going to have to tune in for our next episode, which will be coming out on the 1st of December. Um, so do join us then for another episode wonderful episode where I chat with another Christian author about their books, their life and their faith. Thanks for listening. Join us again soon. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Christian Book Blurb with your host, Matt McClary. Do give it a like, give it a share and let your friends know all about it. We do hope to see you again soon on another Christian Book Blurb.